This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of Sirach. My child, conduct your affairs with humility, and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Humble yourself the more, the greater you are, and you will find favor with God. What is too sublime for you, seek not. Into things beyond your strength, search not. The mind of a sage appreciates proverbs, and an attentive ear is the joy of the wise. Water quenches a flaming fire, and alms atone for sins. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. The just rejoice and exult before God. They are glad and rejoice. Sing to God, chant praise to his name, whose name is the Lord. God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. The father of orphans and the defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God gives a home to the forsaken. He leads forth prisoners to prosperity. God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. A bountiful rain you showered down, O God, upon your inheritance. You restored the land when it languished. Your flock settled in it. In your goodness, O God, you provided it for the needy. God, in your goodness, you have made a home for the poor. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, you have not approached that which could be touched, and a blazing fire and glooming darkness, and storm and a trumpet blast, and a voice speaking words such that those who heard begged that no message be further addressed to them. No, you have approached Mount Zion, and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and countless angels in festal gathering, and the assembly of the firstborn enrolled in heaven, and God, the judge of all, and the spirits of the just made perfect, and Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and the sprinkled blood that speaks more eloquently than that of Abel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees, and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him and the host who invited both of you, may approach you and say, Give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. 
Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, My friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you host a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, we are in the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, and as I've been doing recently in the past couple weeks, giving folks a little bit of a podcast tidbit. Again, you can find us on any of the streaming platforms or in Matra Day Radio's Hail Mary Media app. So please go and download that app. And I thought what I'd bring you this time is what countries listen to us? Well, we have almost 93% who listen in the U.S., but we actually have 4% of our listeners in the Philippines, 1.5% in the U.K., and we actually had a download from Russia. Wow. Yeah. Now, they only downloaded once, so maybe they, <laughs> maybe they didn't like us, but we still had a download from Russia, so that, that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> we also uh, have a, uh, on August 29th, a feast day of the Passion of St. John the Baptist. And and I think many of us know that story from Mark chapter 6. But the thing that I, I looked online, and here was a little little blurb about this, a little, a little uh, bite. He was a desert-dwelling, locust-eating, weed-wearing, celibate ascetic who died for marriage. <laughs> I thought that was really that interesting. That was and, good, yeah. And, you know, of course, we know the interchange between Herod and John the Baptist. And, and I like this, this writing here. It says, Herod is to John the Baptist what Pilate is to Jesus. Uh, Herod, um, neither Herod's nor Pilate's first choice was to order an execution, but cowardice and fear coalesced into commanding the death of an innocent man was more expedient than braving the ridicule and threats of subordinates. Mm -hmm. So again, the strength and the confidence that St. John the Baptist had was so important and that we really need to take that confidence and that really, that, that, um, that attitude in our lives towards our society today. Yeah. Yeah, Well, first reading uh, from the book of Sirach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In this first reading, we hear the words, conduct your affairs with humility and you will be loved more than a giver of gifts. Humility. Understanding humility can be a challenge. C.S. Lewis explained it well when he wrote, humility is not thinking less of yourselves. It is thinking of yourselves less. Another definition for humility is honesty. It is being honest about who we are and who God is. There are ways in which we can cultivate a sense of humility in our lives by putting others before ourselves. We can go out of our way to see to the needs of others, to make that a priority over our own wants and needs. Of course, this doesn't mean that we can shirk our responsibilities, but this would be in addition to what we're already obligated to do. And it doesn't have to be acts of heroics. It should be something that we can do on a daily basis in some way or another. You know, it could be just going out of our way to give someone a ride or or make a grocery run for someone who can't go themselves. 
Maybe it's something as simple as letting another person go ahead of us in line. Whatever the specific circumstances are, make it a prayer. Do it because it's the right thing to do. The more we practice selfless acts, the more content we become because when we're focusing on the well-being of another person, we forget about ourselves. Yeah, that's very true. And I, I want to hit humility from a bit of a different angle here. And, and really, it's just really in response to seeing how rude, disrespectful, and sometimes vile many of our society's interactions have become. Uh, you see that on online comments or Twitter or social media apps in general. We have seen things in political debates. We've seen violence at protests. We've also seen just violence because people were not getting their way or didn't like what was being said or, or, or uh, propagated that at that time. Uh, recently, I read a book, a very good book, that explained the background and reasoning of how we ended up where we are today from a secular perspective. It's called The Coddling of the American Mind. It's how good intentions and bad ideas are, are setting us up for a generation for failure. Uh, and it talks about three great untruths, the untruth of fragility, the untruth that what doesn't kill you makes you weaker, the untruth of just emotional reasoning, always trust your feelings, the untruth of us versus them. Life's a battle between good people and evil people. In terms of fragility, um, you know, college students used to demand freedom of speech on campus, right? Now they're demanding to be protected from free speech, to protected from visiting speakers, Right? That's contrary to humility because it shows an inability to be open to differing views. Uh, colleges used to pursue truth and improve critical thinking skills. Now they tend to be run like corporations encouraging students to replace reasoning with emotions. Right? Colleges set up bias lines, and this is contrary to humility because it just asks people to just work on their emotions, work on potential microaggressions, and have someone else solve their problems. Finally, this us versus them. We used to attack ideas not people. Of course, we see that exactly the opposite. It's contrary to humility to attack people, to see groups forming tribes and dehumanizing those who think differently than we do. We need to reclaim speaking to others with truth, charity, and humility, and how important that is today. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, in the second reading, we see this from the letter to the Hebrews. And you want to touch on covenants. They really did a beautiful job contrasting two, didn't they? It sure does, yeah. And so this this reading does recall the event in which God entered into covenant with Moses on Mount Sinai. The Israelites heard God speak the commandments from the mountain, and the sound of God's voice terrified them. And they pleaded with Moses that God not speak to them again. And after that, through Moses... God warned the Israelites not to go onto or even touch the mountain because God's presence there transformed it into a sacred place. The author of this letter compares how it was when God's people received the law through the old covenant and how God's law now fulfilled is received through the new covenant. It is through this fulfillment of the law that we are invited to enter the sacred space, to enter into the holy city of God. Yeah, and talking about the holy city, it really, when I was reflecting on this this time, you know, I thought, wait a second, there's, there's such a contrast as you brought up between this old covenant and this new covenant. And, you know, but it's the same God that formed both covenants. This is the same God that made Moses tremble. <laughs> and yet it's the same God that through God the Son, Jesus Christ, brings that new covenant brings that church, the Catholic church, brings that mass. Uh, you know, I really think that if I understood the mass better, I, I would tremble at the mass, the weight of the mass, the beauty of the mass, the heavenly Jerusalem touching earth. 
Um, you know, and this is not a change that God needs to make, right? This is a change that I need to make. You know, God the Son, Jesus Christ, is the mediator of this new covenant and of this mass. And so I really, you know, as I've gotten older, I've really tried to uh, spend more time realizing that beauty and the majesty of that holy worship and how important that is. And I, I think that's what I take in that, that message today out of that second reading. Mm-hmm. Of course, life is not always easy. According to the Gospel of Luke, they have a great story about Christ. <laughs> he was invited. Uh, of course, there was an ongoing um, controversy between Jesus and the Pharisees. He was invited to a tome of one of the leading Pharisees, but probably not out of hospitality. They say that they were observing him carefully. (laughs) Well, he turned the tables and observed them, and he told them about a parable about pride and his antidote humility. Yes, he did, yeah. And this goes back to what we were talking about in the first reading, right? The practice of humility. And yeah, this parable does, it strikes a note of truth about who we are as human beings. In this parable, Jesus warns of the danger of pride. Pride is Satan's greatest achievement. Essentially, pride is a lie we tell ourselves about who we are, and it stifles our relationship with God and our neighbor. In order to be in right relationship with God, we have to be truthful about who we are, and that means we have to be honest about our shortcomings and our weaknesses and recognize that we are completely dependent on the grace of God. The remedy for pride is humility, and humility is living in truth. The only way that we're going to get to heaven is by being humble. You know, I found this little saying, Kevin, I don't know who wrote it, but it really sums it up. The door of life is a door of mystery. It becomes slightly shorter than the one who wishes to enter it. And only he who bows in humility can cross its threshold. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. Produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M A T E R D E I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.